everyone. I'm Katie Pickler here with Bullcast Podcast, and I'd like to welcome you live to the red carpet for the Oscars and the Bully Awards. With me today is my co-host, Court Winsett. Hello there, Katie. Let's get that ring-a-ling-ling going on. That ring-a-ling-ling, that sounded, uh, that sounded fantastic. I don't know. I mean, we're being fancy today. We're talking about the Oscars. In this episode, we are going to have our own discussion. We're going to talk about our favorite Best Picture winners. We're going to have an open conversation about the Best Original Songs. We're going to give you some fun facts about the Oscars. But you know what? We're saving the best for last, and that's the Bully Awards. Yes. It's going to be epic. Stay tuned. <laughs> the Bully Awards are coming up after these messages. I am so excited about this episode, y'all. Uh, this is the Cameron episode. Yeah, for this sure. is because, this is just because we're actually letting you talk this time. Is that the only reason it's the Cameron episode? Because well, uh, you've no. let me out of the cage. No, because if you've heard other episodes, this is the one that like I get a little nervous, tick, and get jealous with envy because Cam actually went to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. He likes to tell us all the stories about it all the time, hanging out with Goldie Hawn. It was a great Oscars. It's the one where Ellen DeGeneres hosted. And remember when she took that selfie with all the celebrities? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that was the one. Yeah. And that was also the one where Adina Menzel sang, sang the uh, Frozen song, yeah. but John Travolta introduced Screwed her. Screwed up her name. Uh, uh, what did he say? It was like... I died a... Adele Menzia or something like that. Menzia, I don't know. Um, okay, so as you may know, this air this is airing right around the corner from the actual Academy Awards, known as the Oscars, and it'll be the ninety third for uh, you know the history. It's been going on ninety three years. Yeah, well, we've been going on forty six episodes, so I mean, I mean what big deal? Big yeah, this is our forty six. We're old. <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time now. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'll go ahead and give you the winner. Drum roll, please. The winner. For the Oscars this year is Baby Yoda. I said it. Done. What's his uh, Christian name? Grogu. Grogu. Yeah. Uh, he's still Baby Yoda to me. Yes. yes. He'll always be Baby Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's roll right into this. So we are going to do our top five of the past best picture winners. And so there have been 93. And I will go ahead and tell you guys, we did decide to look at the list. Or actually, there'll be 92 because we don't know. We don't, we don't have the inside information yet of who is going to win this Sunday. No, or, or do we? Or we might. We might, but we're not telling. <laughs> um, so out of the 92 best pictures, and you know, I think we all consider ourselves big movie buffs. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I've only seen a whopping 29. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. Court, how many have you seen? I've seen 35. And Cam, our winner. A whopping 36. And I'm a little embarrassed by that. I, I'm very embarrassed by our numbers because we tote that we're these big pop culture and love our movies. But I just, I felt like a lot of the movies are not ones that... I want to see yeah. ever. So, yeah. Okay, on to our list. And I will say it was a three-way tie. We were all fighting over this movie. So, we just decided to say for everybody... Braveheart. 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 Yep. Love so the good. movie. I, I, you know, whatever you think about Mel Gibson, you may hate him. Whatever you think about the historical accuracy of the movie, it's not, in case you were wondering. I don't care. I still love the movie. I Great mean, score it, as absolutely. well. The Patriot should have been. Fantastic score. With Mel Gibson, The Patriot should have been a best picture as well. That was mm. such a great movie. 
I tried to watch that and like it, but I didn't. I mean, I did watch it, but I didn't like it. I'm curious where Braveheart's going to fall on your lists. I am intrigued. Well, no, it, Braveheart would be number one on my list if I had it on yeah, my list. Yeah, I think list, we didn't but... put it on our list anymore because we discounted it, all of us. Well, it's number three for me. Oh, well, okay. Mm. <laughs> that movie makes me cry. Like, grown man cry. I cannot help it. I'd see, Sobbing. listen, people are people, people frequently are like, oh, you don't like romance movies? And I'm like, of course I do. One of my favorite movies is a romance. Braveheart. Yeah. Okay, well, mine are not in any order, but I'll just go ahead and rattle mine off. Um, I did not count Braveheart in my five because I wanted a bonus one. So Braveheart and then five more. <laughs> so Forrest Gump, for sure. That movie mm-hmm. is just incredible. And mm-hmm. I think that it, it holds true. <laughs> what is that, Fat Albert? What are you doing over there? <laughs> no, Sling Blade. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our, I, it really made me actually picture Matthew McConaughey in The Wolf of Wall Street, that mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. chest pumping. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. My so, Lando. Forrest Gump, great movie. I think people are watching it from when it came out to now, and it's constantly referenced all the time in pop oh, yeah. culture things. So, yeah. great. I was just thinking yesterday, this is kind of random, Bubba Gump Shrimp. Do you think uh, Tom Hanks gets money from that? Or uh, why from would the he? restaurants and stuff? Yeah. I, I don't know. Didn't that come from the movie? Yeah. Bubba Gump? Well, the movie came from a book. Like, there was a book written called Forrest Gump, and then they adapted it to a screenplay for the movie. But I would think that if anybody got any sort of anything off of it, it would either be the guy that wrote the book or the who you know the producers of the movie. Probably mm. the guy that wrote the book, unless he sold all of the rights to, like, Bubba Gump Shrimp to the, the movie producer. And I digress. I'm so sorry, yeah. Katie. Well, I don't know, because my brain went crazy. Inside of Katie's brain, I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks... He did Forrest Gump, Bubba Gump. Okay, he did Castaway. What if Bubba Gump showed up to the island where he was on Castaway with some shrimp and picked him up? This is absolutely going to be our most pop culture heavy episode. <laughs> and I am thrilled. You know, an interesting thing about uh, Forrest Gump, just before we get off of that, because keep in mind, we're doing our top five. Janae. This is usually much quicker. Life is like a box of chocolate. Quicker. <laughs> it's much quicker. Um... Forrest Gump, uh, Tom Hanks won uh, Best Actor for that. And then I think it was the either the immediately prior year or the immediate the, the, the next year that he won Best Actor for Philadelphia. Yeah, Two well, years in a row, Tom Hanks won Best Actor. And that's definitely one of the movies that I've seen that I think a lot of people didn't realize that Ginny died of AIDS. Ginny. I mean, I, I didn't, when I was watching it when I was younger, I didn't know what happened to her. I didn't realize she died of AIDS. So there's a lot, there's a lot of history crammed into that. So, okay, that was my number one. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. Great movie, I think. Just, oh. I've never seen it. What? I know. I know. How did you watch more Oscar winners than me and not watch Beautiful Mind? I don't know. That's crazy. It's insane. Um, Number three, An American in Paris. So this one has a special place in my heart. I actually was a part of the marching band in high school. And my senior year, we did the American in Paris show. And I got to be essentially the Gene Kelly character and dance for the show. And so that's what sealed the deal of me loving this movie so much because bringing together my passion of music and dancing. And it's also a great movie. Yeah, guess what? Never seen it. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> uh, number four, Gone with the Wind. This would be the oldest one I've seen, 1940. Yes, I think it's the oldest one all of us have seen. Yes. Uh, great. There's a theater here in Memphis that used to show it all the time. And I actually got to host for a couple of years and wear the big old Scarlett O'Hara dress. And 
I just think it's such a great movie. It's a long one, so mm. you need to get your popcorn, get your drinks, and sit down because you got to. It's, it's it's a long one. I have four sisters, and they love that movie. So I grew up watching it. It's great, mm. and that's the first time I'd ever heard the D word. Can I say it on here? Damn, damn. Frankly, I don't mm. give a damn. Frankly. That's another one that has a lot of great quotes and you know pop culture reference yeah. all the time. Okay, and my last one, um, Rocky. I, I just, I love Rocky. It surprises me that that movie won Best Picture. I mean, I, I love yeah. Rocky. Don't get me wrong. It's a great movie and, you know, I love everything about it. But it just, you know, maybe it's just because the follow-up movies were a lot more well, ham-fisted than the first one that, that it I just mean, Yeah, me. the other one I was, I love the Rocky franchise for sure. The other one I was going to put on there was Chicago. And I love that movie so much because of the dancing and music and mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger, Catherine Zeta-Jones. But it's just, to me isn't what I would think of as like a best picture. I actually have a movie that I wouldn't think of as a best picture on my best top five favorite best picture list. Well, let's hear your top five. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, okay. So starting out, uh, I would say in a particular order, uh, I'm going to go like least favorite to favoritist. Uh, keeping in mind, obviously that Braveheart is not on my list. Yep. And if it were, it would be number five. I mean, number one, um, <laughs> Okay, number five, Silence of the Lambs. Fantastic movie. It rubs the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. I cannot tell you how many times I have said that to people. I (laughs) love that movie. And talk about lines that get repeated. I don't know if a lot of people repeat them, but I repeat them all the time. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Yes, it's fantastic. I love the movie and I will say it many, many more times. And parts of it may or may not have been filmed in Memphis. It at least references Memphis in the movie. Yeah, we we were having a discussion about... They they say that they are in Memphis. And I said, I don't think it was actually did any shooting in Memphis. And Cameron thinks it did do shooting in Memphis. So one of us is wrong. It's probably me. Um, because, but I just didn't recognize any of the buildings in any of the shots when they were supposedly in Memphis. But I could be wrong. Um, uh, number four. Uh, okay, so this is my... didn't doesn't really seem like a Best Picture movie, but it won. It won because of a, an amazing campaign for Best Picture that was put on by the studio that produced it, Miramax. It's Shakespeare in Love. And it actually beat out um, the year that it won. It beat out everybody who thought everybody thought that Saving Private Ryan was going to win, and it beat out Save it, Saving Private Ryan. And um, that's what I need to go back and watch. I tried. To I watch. love it. Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm a big Gwyneth Paltrow fan, and I know right now it's not really cool to be a big Gwyneth Paltrow fan anymore. But I still am. I still like her, and she was in that movie. You can have her. I think I remember that Cam didn't like her. Yeah, see, she was in that with uh, Joseph Fine played, um, or Ray Fine's little brother played Shakespeare, and she played his love interest. It's a great little just sort of romantic comedy kind of movie, and, and I love Shakespeare, so I loved seeing Shakespeare in love. Um, <laughs> number three, a scene that is forever just like branded into my mind is a scene from my next movie, which is Platoon. And the scene I'm talking about is the scene when they're pulling away from what was effectively a death trap in a helicopter and Willem Dafoe's character comes running out of the forest, chased by a bunch of Vietnamese or Viet Cong and uh, shooting, they're shooting at him and they're shooting him and he falls down in the field and holds his arms up in the air as he's getting peppered with bullets. And that picture of Willem Dafoe is just like, when I think of platoon that's what i think of i just like willem dafoe it's a great movie um next on my list number two kramer versus kramer great fantastic movie 
you know, really in a lot of ways, a just a gut punch of a movie. And I only wanted one gut punch of a movie on here, so I didn't put the other gut punch of a movie that would be... Uh, a, I had to choose between one or the other, and I chose between either Kramer versus Kramer or Terms of Endearment. But uh, mm, uh, I, I, I prefer Kramer versus Kramer because it's from the dad's perspective. Uh, and, you know, so... Did Meryl Streep win for that movie? No, she did not. I don't think so. Mm. Uh, Meryl Streep has won three Oscars, one for Best Supporting Actress. That was in, I want to say, Silkwood. And then she also won Best Actress for... Uh, I can't. I can't remember. She's been nominated a record of 21. 23. 20, 21. 21 times? Whoa. No, I thought it was 23. Um which makes it even better in First Wives Club when Goldie Hawn's like, I beat Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my number one is Dances with Wolves. Um, this is a movie that is, is gr- a great, fantastic, awesome movie, and it holds up uh, through time. It also, unfortunately, kicked off a string of really extraordinarily long movies that Kevin Costner did in his career. Um, like Dances with Wolves came out and it was long and everybody was like, wow, it's long, but it's so great. And then it won the Oscar. And so I think after that, Kevin Costner was like, I've, all of my movies have to be at least three hours, three hours long. And they, they were for a long stretch there and they were all bad too. So, but Dances with Wolves, it was a great, that's my five. Okay. Cam, you're up. Yeah. Cam, my first full top five. Yeah. What do you know? Let's just take a moment. Don't screw it up. Okay, I'll do my (laughs) best. All right, out of the 36 best pictures that I've seen, here are my top five in descending order. Top, mm, let's see, number five is Gladiator. Russell Crowe playing Maximus Decimus. That was the first movie that I saw with like really cool battle scenes. That's an awesome movie. for, For its time. Plus it makes you sad. (laughs) <laughs> in a good kind of way, like Braveheart. <laughs> All right, number four, Chariots of Fire. Oh, yeah. Man, I inspirational. See a train, mm. I love the theme song. Do, it's do, cool. Do, do, do. And Eric Liddell. It was cool. I love a quote from that movie. He said, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. How exciting is that? Mm. I wish I felt that about running. So I, like, <laughs> I channel Eric Liddell. All right, number three, like I said earlier, is Braveheart. Makes me cry in a good kind of manly mm-hmm. way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> number two, ooh, I love this movie, No Country for Old Men. Mm. I'm a sucker for westerns. It had a really cool villain in it. Have you all seen it? Yeah. I have seen it, but, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny. When I think of western, I always think of... Wild Wild West westerns and no, no country for old <laughs> yeah, men. Modern a, western. It's, it's a modern western. Yeah. But you know, so when you say western, I'm like western. Really? Oh, yeah. I guess it is. You think of like John Wayne. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I don't. Oh, dis- I, I don't you, discriminate. You were saying Wild Wild West, and I'm picturing like <laughs> Will Smith. Yes, <laughs> that was a bad movie. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> that was neither a western nor a good movie. <laughs> All right, and my number one, this should come at no surprise, I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan, mm. and uh, Return of the King, the final in the series, won Best Picture. Yeah. I really, honestly, I think that what they did there was they basically gave one Best Picture Oscar for the trilogy. I think you're right, yeah. Probably. They, they won a ton of awards for that mm. final film. I think it yeah. was 11. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my top five. All right. That's our best pictures. And coming soon will be the Bully Awards. <laughs> After these messages. <laughs> After these messages. Okay, so we were going to do kind of a top five with the best original songs winners, but then we all realized 
it was really hard to pick because we like almost all of the original song winners way more than we knew or liked of the best pictures. Oh, yeah. I've heard way more of the songs than I have seen the movies. Yeah, because you start out at the very beginning and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And before you know it, you're like, okay, I've done 10 and we're not even to the 80s. Well, I mean, okay, If you so if you think about it, uh, a lot of the songs, obviously, it's much easier to hear a whole song than it is to watch a whole movie. Mm -hmm. It takes way less time. So I mean, in the song, unless you look at it, Disney definitely uh, was a big winner. Um, actually, Walt Disney has the most Oscar wins of all time. He's won 22 competitive Oscars, three honorary out of 59 nominations. Hmm. My Disney song in my list was uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King. The funny thing is I don't love that song. I love the score, mm-hmm. but Lion King played such a pivotal role in my childhood. I had to put it on there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you've got uh, you know, Song of the South, zippity doo Da, which I think is awesome because they're talking about Splash Mountain and Disney mm-hmm. t- changing it to be Princess and the Frog. And so it's like, well, you've got to keep the song somewhere because it's won an Oscar. Come mm. on. Yeah. It's an Oscar winning song. Of course, what, what was the other song that we mentioned that was, oh, um, uh, uh, that's, that's controversial kind of. The, oh, um, uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, Baby It's Cold mm-hmm. Outside. Yeah, is I mean, a, it's an Oscar. Leave it alone. They won an Oscar, guys. Yeah. Oh, I had another Disney song on there. I guess, yeah. Pixar. Uh, uh, yeah. Remember Me from Coco. Mm. Have either yeah. of you seen that? I have not seen that no, movie. I mean, I've got Disney Plus. I could watch it, but there's always something else I'd rather watch. It's like, well, uh, yeah, Mexican acoustic guitar. It's like very Day heartfelt. Day of the Dead kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Tarzan's soundtrack was incredible. Actually, this one didn't win Best Original Song, but my favorite song growing up was listening to the Tarzan trashing of the camps. Oh, yeah. It was all this just like crazy song, and I think it was a... Was it Whoopi Goldberg that was the voice of the big... Uh, Gorilla that it, was wasn't that Rose, Rosie O'Donnell or was it Rosie? Yeah, Ro- I think it was Rosie. Maybe Rosie. Um, but so Tarzan, you'll be in my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Very special to me. That was actually my father daughter dance for my wedding. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm glad that one won a best original song. Well, I guess since we're doing since we're all doing Disney movies with 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 favorite songs from Disney movies, I can't believe that neither of y'all listed um, Under the Sea. I mean. Little Mermaid was, I know we, I've gone off on this rant before, but Little Mermaid was, it rejuvenated Disney movies. Like they had fallen on hard times mm-hmm. with their animated movies. They, they were not hitting it with any of their mm-hmm. animated movies. And Little Mermaid came out and boom, that is what, that is what basically created the Disney that we know today. Wasn't Ariel the first princess that came back after the originals like Snow White and Sleeping Cinderella. Beauty? There was a big gap and she, yeah. Revitalized the Disney so. princess, and she yeah. was different. She was a redhead, and like, yeah. yeah. Okay, that song it's been messing with me mm-hmm. because Lion King, I can't wait to be king, is very similar. Oh, I just so yeah, can't wait to be king. So Lion King goes da 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 dun da dun dun dun, and the Little Mermaid goes da 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 dun dun da dun 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 dun, and it is really freaking me out. <laughs> There's been a lot of um, things that have come out now because obviously back in Disney, it was the art of animation and they were having to hand do everything. And so people have compared how there's similar scenes. But you think about it, I mean, of course they'd reuse some different areas and stuff because they're having to hand do all of those. It's not these computer systems now. Mm. Okay, we're going to talk about Disney. We've got to talk about Mary Poppins. And you know, Julie Andrews was a big person on our podcast early on. And uh, so Chim Chimmery definitely won Best Original, as and you know it was Julie Andrews playing Mary Poppins. But did you know there's there's a little uh, 
little sass with Miss Andrews and Oscars. Spilled the tea. <laughs> so Julie Andrews was the first person to play the role um, in the first run of My Fair Lady on Broadway. And it helped her rise to fame in the theater circuit. And she was actually snubbed when it came to casting the film. And so they opted to go with Audrey Hepburn. The same year, though, Andrews starred as Mary Poppins and took home the Academy Award for Best Actress. Karma. Was was Audrey Hepburn nominated for Best Actress that year against Julie Andrews and then Julie Andrews won? That would be awesome. That would be like Julie Andrews just dropping the mic. Let's go back to Tarzan. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Rosie O'Donnell was the baby gorilla. Does she that was sound the right? baby gorilla. Okay, so uh, the baby. If you look at the baby gorilla, it even looks yeah, like yeah. Rosie. O'Donnell. So maybe Whoopi was the big gorilla. I don't. Know. I don't know. I just know Rosie was in it. So Katie, yeah. if I was wrong, I am sorry. Uh, well, I steamrolled you. Yeah, we're just kind of spitballing here, so some of our facts may be off a little bit. <laughs> okay, so some of the other songs that are non-Disney, let's talk about some of those. Lose Yourself, it's my favorite. Oh, if we were Eminem. doing a top five, I would Lose Yourself would be my, my number that one. That is a jam. It is so good to run to. I'd love that song so hard. Yeah, that is a great that is all. one. And it's like, I think that was such a big deal because it was always more classical songs popular for everybody and that's a true rap song yeah yeah um back to return of the king for my list i put into the west which you're not going to hear on the radio but mm-hmm. it's a beautiful song annie lennox sings it wasn't she eurythmics mm-hmm. lead singer yeah she is okay listen she has got one of the most amazing voices it's deep and rich it's it's so good she has such an amazing voice uh, to this day she's still a phenomenal singer but um, but I actually think it was seeing her performance of that song on the Oscars live that I went like, wow, that woman can sing. See, that makes me think of if you ever are needing music on, but you need it to kind of be more calming that you can focus, Pandora Film Scores. That is awesome because then you've got all these great songs out there that are Oscar winning directors and mm. um musicians like it's awesome yeah i listen to film scores when i write or whatever yeah if i'm if i'm trying to work i'll i usually just listen to i go to pandora like classical music or whatever see i have that and play a little game in my head like i'll be working i'll be like oh i think that's from pirates of the caribbean or Mm -hmm. i think that's from star wars Mm -hmm. and yeah okay we gotta talk about wizard of oz do we do we gotta yes okay over the rainbow well sure such a great song yeah come on i know Let's go back to Disney for a second. Okay. When You Wish Upon a Star. Who doesn't know and love that song? When you wish upon a star. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is their it theme, is the theme song. It is the theme song. But pe- I don't think a lot of people remember it's from Pinocchio. Yeah, and it won Best Song. Yeah. But people just think, oh, okay, that's with the castle. They they think kind of Cinderella-ish. But it's not. It's Pinocchio. What about fame? I want to live forever. I Listen, when when that movie came out, uh, my sister had the soundtrack from that movie. I was a I was a, a child, a very young child when that movie came out. My sister had the soundtrack and played it constantly over and over and over again. I have the entire soundtrack to that film memorized. Or I don't know. Yeah, yes, yes. That is all. An honorable mention would be Skyfall by by Adele from the movie Skyfall. Oh, it was just yeah. such a cool movie. Yeah, I texted these two boys like a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, listen to this new song. It sounds like it would totally be a James Bond theme song. And I got nothing back. I was real excited. Are you sure that text went through? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You're texting somebody else. You have a new crew. (laughs) Who you been She's got a side podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> you never know. Okay, flash Lord. dance. What a feeling. What a feeling. Yeah, I good mean, one. That's like a good pump up, awesome song. Well, I mean, okay, so we're doing we're doing eighties movies now. Yeah. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw. Um, Come on, Court, take my breath away. No. <laughs> take my breath away. Nice. Uh, time of my life. Oh, dirty yes. dancing. I mean, come on. And everyone uh, tries to do the lift. <laughs> I, well, I, I was I was telling them off off podcast that that they because they were like, oh no, it's 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 not cool. To, that song's not cool or something. I can't remember how you how you phrased it, but I was like, no, listen. When I was a fourteen year old boy, it was not cool to like that song, but now I can like it, and I do, and I like it a lot. So help me differentiate these two eighties movies. Flashdance is the one with the water and the big hair, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Dirty Dancing, that's the lift. Yeah. 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 Well, Dirty Dancing, like Flashdance was, it took place in the 80s. Dirty Dancing came out in the 80s, but it took place in the 50s. Have you not ever seen Dirty Dancing? It's been a long time. I've seen it. They went, it's back, it's back in the, it's back during the days when New York families all went up to the Catskills for, for like summer, for not just for like a week. They would just go up there for, for the entire summer. And so it's based in a, it's based in basically a summer resort in the Catskills or somewhere like that. And tangent, have you seen Marvelous Miss Maisel? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Don't they go up to the Catskills in the summer? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I have a friend who actually is cameoed a couple times no in there. Way. Yeah. That is such a funny show. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, okay, so let's get a little bit, you know, newer. Uh well the last year's winner, I guess it was last year. No, twenty nineteen? I can't remember. What's that? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I'm gonna um I'm gonna love me again. Of course I love that movie. New song written just for the movie, but yeah. written by the Elton John. Written by Elton John and his writing partner Sir Elton John. Bernie Tolkien. Right. I did not see that movie. What? I saw the Queen one, which it came out the same year, right? I okay, know. It's, it's like watching a music video. It is amazing. Whoa. And if you love Elton John's songs, it kind of gives you a, a storyline of how he, like, I don't know if it's necessarily true on it, but it's every song plays into the story of his life. It's really cool. Okay. Any other songs we want to talk about? I mean, we could go on forever just about songs, but we do have some other stuff to talk about on the podcast. More important stuff? Yeah. Bullcast related stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean it's coming, but you know, of course we gotta get some little nuggets in here okay. about the Oscars. Bullies are coming up after these messages. Okay, Cam, I want you to talk about the whole uh, you know, the director that was beat by his ex. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little trivia. What like y'all can respond. I'm gonna ask the question <laughs> like our audience can respond. What director was beat out by his ex for best picture? His his ex his ex partner's ex his ex wife. Yeah. His ex wife. Oh. Court actually knows the answer to this. I do. I Give it, it to me, Court. Come on. It's Catherine Bigelow. It's uh Catherine Bigelow is his wife his ex wife. It was James uh, Cameron. He was beaten by Catherine Bigelow, the 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 Hurt Locker. It's That's right. the Hurt Locker. I was like, was yeah. it Hurt Locker so, or was it uh, th- uh Zero Dark Thirty? So the Hurt Locker beat Avatar, and so I did do some little crunching of numbers. Hurt Locker was also the lowest grossing movie to win at the Oscars. Estimated $21 million at box office. Less than 2% its competitor of Avatar, which was the most expensive movie to win. $280 million. So Avatar did win different things. It didn't win Best Picture, but, it, you know... It was they, crazy it was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it was a, a technological was, miracle what they did. Yeah. It, you know what just happened? 
um, they had the box office record. Avengers Endgame beat them, mm-hmm. and James Cameron just re-released Avatar in China, and now they're on top again. A little shady. <laughs> he, no. he wants that well, throne. And the, and the new Avatar's coming out. Uh, four four more. Did you know that? I did not I didn't know it was yeah, four. I thought it was two more. No, they filmed four at the same time. Wow. Yep. So uh, two people, two actors have actually been awarded an Oscar um, after passing away, and that was Peter Finch for The Network, and then Heath Ledger, Dark Knight. Oh, um, man. And I remember that they gave Heath Ledger's to his daughter. Yeah, I remember And that, that. was just, just that was it, that was a very somber moment. Everyone was really excited that he was able to get that. Of course, we wish we had Heath here. Mm-hmm. A well-deserved award. Yeah. Did Chadwick Boseman get nominated for something this year? I think he is. Yes, he yeah. is nominated. The, the Ma Rainey's... What is it? Black Bottom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he he might be joining. I bet you he wins, and he'll be another posthumous. Yeah, uh, well, and the thing is, I feel like if I was in a category with someone who had passed away, then I kind of would be like, let let them win. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many times uh, people have been nominated for a posthumous award. I don't know. We'll have to Google that one. have to look that that up. Hey, Court, I made you say bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the most successful films in Oscar history, each of these films have won 11 Oscars. One of these was on uh, Cam's list. So we have Ben-Hur, Titanic, and Lord of the Rings Return of the King. All tied. Mm. Yep. I have only seen two of those. Well... Again, we need to work on our list. There is now, you know, after this weekend, there'll be 93 best pictures. So we need to make sure our numbers of how many we've seen are at least in the 50s. Yeah. We're going to do our homework, everybody. And I guess at this point, maybe as good a time as any to just let people in on a little... uh, a, a little bit of the uh, backstage stuff that goes on with Bullcast before anybody else ever hears any episode that we record. David Pickler listens to it, uh, our boss. And by now, he might have thrown his phone into the lake that he walks around while he's listening to our podcast. Into the unknown. If he hasn't thrown his <laughs> phone into the lake, then we should probably mention, just because I don't think anybody has said a word about any of the Godfather movies so far. And, um, you know... It, we know the Godfather movies for sure. I mean, there's a lot of movies. We could talk. We could talk. for The three of us could talk about movies for. This many minutes into the podcast. thousand episodes. To have not brought up the Godfather once just seems like he it would probably make his brain explode. Well, someone that will make him happy. Bob Hope actually has hosted the ceremony an impressive 19 times. That's the most for sure. And, um, you know. I had never, I do not recall seeing an Oscars with Bob Hope hosting. I've certainly. There's 19 of them out there. Yeah, I've certainly been alive when he hosted one, but I have, I don't recall seeing any of them. But I've heard debates about who is the better host, Billy Crystal or Bob Hope. Um, I, 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 my mom, uh, when she was at Arkansas State, would work with uh, the different youth groups and different things and bring programming in. And she actually got to have Bob Hope there. And, of course, Arkansas is a dry county. And so she tells all these great stories about how nice he was, but the clubs he wanted to go into. And he kind of had a little riff with the clubs didn't want to let everybody in. And Bob's like, well, then I'll go somewhere else. So, yeah, I just I think Bob Hope would be fun to hung out with. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do any awkward hosts stand out in your mind? I've got one. Um, I uh, take a pretty unpopular position that, that David Letterman was actually a good host. Um, he only hosted once. Uh, he's ca- often derided for his Uma Oprah shtick at the very beginning of the Oscars. Um, mm-hmm. 
where he introduced Uma to Oprah, obviously because their 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 names sounded funny. He thought, I thought he was a good host, but not not anybody else did because he never hosted again. Yeah, a few years ago, James Franco and uh, Anne Hathaway co-hosted, and that was painfully awkward. Do y'all remember that? I, you just don't like James Franco. No, he's my buddy. <laughs> no, but it was MPH. I mean, I like MPH. MPH? Has he hosted Neil Patrick Harris? Has he oh. hosted the Oscars? I thought he did the whole intro stuff. I mean, no. I mean, sure. If he did the intro, then I'm sure he he's hosted several different award shows. Maybe, I just, yeah, maybe it's another. I, one I'm thinking of. I think it's there, there's like of all of the award shows, I think there's one that he hasn't hosted, and I can't remember which one it is. But um, he's 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 hosted several of them. Well, so. You know how I kind of slipped... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, James Franco, he didn't like... Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, it was just the combo of him and Anne Hathaway hosting. And it was just a lot of awkward silences. You could tell they did not have chemistry. Yeah. So Why did they Why did they host together? I think that was the year that he was nominated for 127 hours. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why hmm. she was there. So, you know, in the beginning of this episode when I kind of slipped up and was like, oh, yeah, the 93 movies that we haven't seen. And you hmm. said, oh, well, maybe we do know. Do you know why there's the closed envelope thing? Yeah. So back in 1940, so that would have been the year that uh, Gone with the Wind won Best Picture, Mm -hmm. the LA Times broke the Academy Awards list. They actually published the names of the winners prior. And so ever since then, so back to 1940, ever since then, now it is that sealed envelope. Well, even the sealed envelope isn't perfect. Remember the Moonlight Uh and uh, La La Land fiasco? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That poor La La Land staff, they made it all the way up there. They were already giving their speeches and then the poor guy had to come up. Oh, it was, um, it was Beatty, Warren Beatty. Yeah. Well, and, and if you watch him, if you watch him with his, uh, with, there was a co-presenter, and I can't remember who the co-presenter was, but he like opened it up and looked at the envelope and showed it to his co-presenter, and he looked sort of puzzled about it. And I think he made his co-presenter say it because he knew it was wrong. I yeah. think he threw her under the bus. I don't know who it was. I but can't. I can't recall. Yeah. But I, it might. It, hmm. I know there's a lot of stuff out there about the actual uh, award, the you know the Golden Little Man, and. Did you know that they actually, the winners don't own those statues? That if they, they have to sign a contract as soon as they get it. And if they ever decide to sell it, they have to offer it to the Academy first for $1. If they refuse to sign, they do not get their trophy. So the award costs about $500. It weighs about, you know, eight and a half pounds, but it's not yours. Hmm. I've also heard, I don't know if it's true, but you don't get it right away. They have to engrave it and then they they get it to you. Yeah. I think that's why it's like you go over there and you, sometimes they started showing the engravers. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the yeah. engraving happens at the show. May, like yeah. Maybe this was just an earlier stage. thing where yeah. they had to get it to them later. Yeah. So do you remember what year you were at the Oscars? That would have been 20... Was what, it the... Was it, it was before... You, it, was for, it, was it was for 12 years of work. Okay. It was for 12 years of slave. So maybe it was 14. Yeah. We didn't say 12 years of slave on our best picture list. Sorry. But Cameron, you should love that one because that's why you were there. That's why I was there. Yeah. So it's I a was, good movie. I was wondering if it was the 2013 ceremony because that's the one where J-Law wore the most expensive dress in Oscar history. Whoa. Jennifer she wore Lawrence, that, um, for those of yes, you Yes. Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law. Sorry. She had that pink Dior couture dress that she did borrow, but it was valued at $4 million. Mm. $4 million. And I think that's the one she tripped in. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. I don't remember her dress being pink when she tripped. I it thought was, it was blue. Oh, like maybe a light it was. Blue. I can't remember. I'm not going to say. She always looks great. 
Um, so yeah, it was the 2014 Oscars. That's where they did the big selfie. So oh, okay, I was so wrong. March second, missed it. But mm-hmm. that was the year that Lady Gaga sang "Over the Rainbow," isn't it? I don't recall that. I think that's why okay. I got even more upset. Hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, are we ready for the moment we've all been waiting for? No. Let's take a commercial break. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the bullies will be coming to you right after this commercial break. From our sponsor, Taster's Choice. So how should we do this? Should we do round robin, present the awards? Katie, do you want to present them all? Uh, let's do round robin. People want to hear from everybody. Although, okay. Cam, like, this is your show. Why is this my show? Because you're the only one in this room who's been to the Oscars. Ooh, that's so true. Yeah, and you've got that great Oscars voice, so why don't you start Plus, off? a lot of these awards, if, if somebody were to accept these bullies, then a lot of them would be accepted by you, because... Yep. No. Well, okay. I'll or the do, first one would I'll, be. I'll do the first one, because the first one, you know, may or may not be going to you. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen... The winner of the best sound design goes to Cameron for episode 43, subscription, Katie's Morning Routine. Yes. I would, uh, well, first of all, thank you so much. I want to thank my parents, uh, God. Yeah, this is great. What else do people, this is my platform. What can I? This is your platform. Yeah, but so see, in Peta, the, in the Oscars, else? there's a 45 second rule. In the bullies, there's a two second rule. <laughs> So the music's already playing me. Oh, there it goes. There you go. All right, I'll take the next one. How about that? Uh, For best costume design. And the winner is... (laughs) Katie Pickler as Ursula. (laughs) Yes, in case y'all don't follow our Instagram feed, you you have to know, just just so we... We are talking really about a time that we recorded an episode and Katie recorded in full Ursula regalia. She was dressed as Ursula from The Little Mermaid and it was hilarious. I'll have to put that boomerang up where I pull my wig off. Yes. that was funny. Okay, I think we already screwed this up because uh, court, oh. Court's supposed to go next. Yep. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and give one. What? what we'll just we'll switch The it. best story. The bully for best story goes to me. <laughs> I win. Woo. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm very surprised that, 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 that I won this award for this, for this story. It's my uh, tooth fairy story, apparently, that won the hearts of many. Yeah. Um, uh, it's when uh, you had a good night and you came back and you slid. Was it $10 under your kid's pillow for <laughs> yeah, one Because you were tired. <laughs> one I was very tired. It was a very late night. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank the people. But really, I want to use my time to talk about the injustice that's going on in the... Oh, they're playing me off. You're done. No, no, no. Let's hear about the injustice. <laughs> <laughs> and the best ensemble cast goes to... The six baby Yodas in our studio. Again, you'll have to look at our pictures, but uh, we have we have a, a group of baby Yodas that 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 accompany us everywhere we, we go. We might have to do a little collage for this episode. I think of all we will. I'll things. throw it up on the website. They're yeah. so cute. We've got a little baby Yoda eating, one yeah. sleeping, one holding a bowl. We've got a lot of different. Baby they inspire Yodas. us. They go with us everywhere. Whenever we record away from the studio, the the baby Yodas are with us. They come with us. All right. The award for the most re-recorded show <laughs> goes to. Drum roll. Episode 11, Oh, the Places You'll Go. 
That dadgum travel episode. That vacation episode. How many times did we re-record that? I, listen, we recorded that episode a lot. A lot. It was it was scheduled for one of our first episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we we we're like, this sucks. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna punt this for later. Yeah. Lord have mercy. We recorded that so many times, and you know it's funny. Again, for a little backstage stuff. Uh, even the final episode that we released, David listened to it and didn't like it. Um, but Way to call him out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, one of the things we do is we listen to David's opinion. Because when David doesn't like something, it's highly likely that people aren't going to like it. Oh, the Places You'll Go was one of our least listened to uh, episodes. Yeah. People That's don't true. like to travel. That's what I'm just going to tell myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one, Court. Oh, I, okay. Um, most downloaded episode is episode six. Let's talk about stocks, baby. That one surprises me too. Yeah. People care about stocks, especially now in the era of like GameStop and all of that. They mm. care about it. Okay. Best international debut. It goes to Australia. Good Down on um, Hugh I have, Jackman. I, I have to hope that this is uh, my friend Chrissy, who lives in Australia, that it's her and Alex, they live in Melbourne. I'm hoping that they're just telling all their friends about it. Hmm. That's what I hope it is. All right, best title. All right, this is totally like from my mind. It's not like we polled our listeners. This is just like <laughs> what we think. This is just us. We're <laughs> yeah. having fun. All right, the award for best episode title goes to... Episode 007, Bonds. Explain Bonds. See? That's the best title, but yet y'all didn't look at my text about the Bond theme song, so whatever. That was a runner-up for best sound design. There was a lot of cool uh, stuff going on there in there. Mm. Best, um, best... Art. Oh, best art direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, if for those of you that listen to us but don't get our emails, why don't you? Um, but Cameron emails out every week when the, when the episode goes live, and in one particular email, he sent out... Um, pictures of me and Katie. I was riding on a polar bear and Katie had a camel. Uh, <laughs> Katie just had a camel. She was riding on it. I had so I had so many people that I realized looked at our stuff. Text me or text my husband and go, Katie's on my camel. Okay. Well, that was from our failure of an episode, the travel one that yeah. we just talked about. Because yeah. Katie, I mean, Court mentioned being... He loves was it a polar bears. Yeah, yeah well, you love polar bears. You want to yeah. be somewhere cold. Katie liked Egypt, Egypt. so I threw her on a camel. Yeah, <laughs> I still love that picture. Okay, most dramatic performance. Uh, episode twenty-one, Air Force One versus the West Wing. Our epic debate. Mm. I agree. That was a good one. It was dramatic. Yep. All right. Uh, best location. It's the only other location we've <laughs> recorded at. And I don't know the episode number. We were in Hot Springs. Yes. Do y'all recall what we were recording? Commodities. <gasps> Commodities. We were in the basement of David's Hot Springs house. Yeah. <laughs> and it went swimmingly well. And then we went out on the pontoon boat and enjoyed yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, indeed, fun. indeed. Oh, is it me again? It's yeah. you. Um, okay. Best <laughs> production design. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta work on this if this is the winner <laughs> this is the winner okay so th this one is listeners aren't even gonna get this I mean, no, well you, you gotta paint the picture yeah. okay okay 
So we, we have you seen pictures of our recording studio, quote unquote, the place where we record? It's a, it's yeah, it's been posted on Instagram recently. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's we record in a library, which is it's great for the acoustics. The bookshelves really help knock down on our echo and so forth. Um, we record at a, at a, a relatively small table. We're all sitting here. Katie went out and purchased us all these little headphone stands. And the the headphone stand sitting next to our microphone, it just makes the place look like we're, you know. Like we know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> so Katie's headphone stands wins for that Plus one. Plus props for Katie for uh, having a heart to go buy her friends some things. Yeah, I remember that episode about spending that had wanted me to have a headphone stand. She so I had to buy again. you two <laughs> Okay. Uh, best short subjects. This is our micro episode, and that was episode 30, Take a Change in the New Year. Take a chance. Take a chance. <laughs> Take a chance. Take a chance on me. Take a, that's, well, that's what I was playing It's okay. Presenters head. misread their cards and the teleprompters all the time. Well, I was read it as take a chance, and I started singing it in my head, and I'm like, wait, that's not what that says. Read it again, Katie. Let's do a redo. Here we go. The best short subject, our micro episode, episode 30, Take a Chance in the new year. That was, it was 13, 13 minutes long. 13 minutes. Man, Lucky 13. So short. All right. I, I get to wrap up the bullies. <laughs> Next year, we need to have like physical bullies awards. Okay. Which we give to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And the winner for best long subject goes to episode 20, Buying a House Part 2, which came in at a whopping 64 minutes long. Yeah. I think we need to add to this episode a list, a link with all our hashtags, and then have our listeners pick their favorite hashtag. Or they can just have one of our one. shirts with all of our hashtags I on know, it. the shirt with the hashtags on the back. If you haven't seen it, they're pretty epic. Well... So what do we do now? We close this out. We close it out. We bullseye it. <laughs> bullseye. We all need to listen, or we all need to watch more of the best pictures because... Our list is bad that we've seen less than less 40. than half. Yeah, less than half. We've all seen less than half the movies, and we're yep. we're movie we're we're movie buffs. Yeah, we we will see what happens on Sunday at the ninety third Oscars. Oh, there's the music, Katie. They're playing you off. Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard, this is not the way we normally do things. So don't take this as an example of our normal podcast at all. But if you liked what you heard, check out our other stuff. You can find it all at our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can also find out more about me and Katie at that site. You can leave a comment, suggest a topic for an episode if you want to. Do it all at bullcastpodcast.com. If you'd like to check out our pictures, we take pictures and then post them on our Instagram. That handle is at bullcastpodcast. And we also post the occasional tweet on Twitter. That is also at bullcastpodcast. Finally, if you'd like to find out more about the place that we work, our boss, David Pickler, and the amazing team that we work with, you can go to our company's website. That address is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have <laughs> we have given you a ton of stuff to be <laughs> to be uh, going on with. So uh, <laughs> can they go on with this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you you can take it and pass it along to others. <laughs> you can be like, guess what? The the most nominated actresses. I don't know. And for now. Oh, and for now. I couldn't figure out why we weren't just ending it. Um, But for now, I'm Court. 
I'm Katie, and I'd really like to thank our listeners from the bottom of my heart. And I'm Cameron. And guess what, Katie? I've met James Franco, and I've been to the Oscars. All right, I'm going to see myself out. (laughs) Bye-bye.